listener exclusive. Say that's not the case, we'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cup. Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, this summer series. I'm Charlie Clawson and this is my club. It's a show where I sit down with some well-known supporters to talk about the clubs they love and sometimes hate. And returning to the show because he has guested for Will before, Alex Williams, the legit one-eyed giant, the award-winning one-eyed giant, is that correct? Yeah, award-winning. Thank you. Thank you for introducing me with that title. Yeah. What was it for? Uh, we won a oh, we won an AFL Media Award for the One-Eyed Giant, and I will say that like I went I went down to the awards, but it's basically like a little trophy, like a, a miniature version of the Premiership Cup, and I was like, I've got to go down and pick that up. But the, the AFL Media Awards wasn't the coolest coolest room. That I've ever been to, let me just say that. Do you really want to burn bridges already? You've just won your first award. You're already going to torch them. Yeah, man. Give me the awards. I'm not one of you. I'm outside. (laughs) I sit outside that. (laughs) Uh, Because you're winning it for the Giants, they should have given you that trophy that Cogs brought out in the preseason a couple of years ago, (laughs) the the three-tier trophy. This is made of glass. It's the past. This one's made of stone. (laughs) Just a miniature (laughs) version of that. It's just a tiny yeah. one. I was interested to talk to you uh, of all the guests. I mean, you know, it's always interesting to talk to you, Alex, but in particular, um, the club you go for, you've been in this position before where you've been not very good, but this is your first rebuild. I don't think you can count like the putting together of an expansion club yeah. as a rebuild. This is, this is okay, we went down a certain path, hasn't worked, let's retool, fairly kind of bloodless exit for Leon Cameron. Bring in Adam Kingsley. You lose a couple of good players, but that's par for the course. Yep. How are you feeling about the rebuild? Yeah, it's a bit of a soft rebuild. The, the good thing about it, I think, from my perspective, is we're not kind of just selling everything and not trying to be competitive. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, all right, we'll get rid of those players, get as many picks in, start from the bottom. Like, we still have quite a good list and we've been doing the rebuild, picking up high draft picks, drafting really well and a lot of players for the last sort of three or four years. So you kind of feel like they're a little further along, like Tom Green and Ash is sort of that next generation of guys and then you top up with... You know, Callahan, Aaliyah, Taylor's probably on the top end of that. So you go like, oh, you can see your spine for the, for the next gen um, and you just sort of hope that Josh Kelly and Canelio can hold on and get through their contracts, basically. Um, so, like, oddly optimistic. I think this year's draft was, was good because we, we addressed kind of the main problem on our list, which is the Ford line. I saw a chink in your armour this year that I've never seen before, though. Previous visits to the Two Guys, One Cup podcast, you've been very kind of laissez-faire and and whatever about the fact that the Giants seem to lose players all the time. Mm. You're like, it's fine, we lose players, we get draft picks. 
But then when Tanner Bruin left, I saw a chink in your armor. You were very shitty. You were making appeals to the AFL about rule yeah. changes. It was like, what happened to that happy-go-lucky, even Stevens, you win some, you lose some, Alex Williams? What happened to that guy? Yeah, it's all chill until they all start going to Geelong, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I think with the Bruin one, I think, I think when he got drafted and he looked that way, I was like, yeah, nah, that I can kind of have a bit of a douchebag face sometimes, you know, like a, a bit of a hittable face, my dad always told me. And I was like, all right, well, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll back this guy. So I was kind of on the Brune bandwagon very early and, um, yeah. you know, he, he betrayed me. I feel personally slighted and I just, I just feel like it was the culmination of, many years of losing players, you know, two years in, and you kind of go, this draft system just doesn't really work for, for smaller clubs. Yeah, I, I I hate the go-home factor. I don't know why it exists. I don't understand. Like the first thing I couldn't oh. wait to do when I left high school was to get out of Victoria. And, like, you know, it's, it's the, the idea that these guys are like, oh, I have to – been in my mates and my family. It's like grow up. <laughs> You're a professional. Yeah, I get, I get, I get it a little bit with the with the COVID stuff, but not really. I mean, it's less than an arts degree that you're spending in another city, and it's not like Sydney's one know, hour, like what one an hour, uh, fifteen minutes from it's Melbourne. Si- it's also Sydney, you know. Yeah. Like it's not like oh god, I've got to go live in Adelaide. It's you know you, you move. <laughs> god, he's making some enemies on this one. You ask but, um, say, we're going to cl- cut this episode up. We've got lots of great clips to piss yeah. off people. And Perth, I mean Perth. <laughs> Shocking. Why would you want to go there? Gold Coast? Yeah, Useless. Good. No, but what I mean is, you know, you're going to Sydney. It's sort of a big city. You know, where Showgrounds is, is not, it's not far, yeah. you know, from, from the city. It's not, it's interesting. We, we, we sort of draft these kind of, we, we, we draft those kind of private school, you know, Melbourne elite boys and that was that sort of first wave. And when some of them started leaving, they started going, all right, we'll, we'll go after the country boys because they seem a little more... Um, ready to stick it out and try something different like like we did with Cadman. And then they just want to go back to Geelong. Well, if you can choose anywhere that gives you the country, that gives you the best quality of life. I mean, the Geelong thing blows my mind a bit because as someone who grew up in Victoria, like I understand that it's not Geelong exactly. They're going for Janjak. They're going for Bells Beach. It's the Great Ocean Road. That's the lifestyle that they want. But no one I knew growing up wanted to live in Geelong. Like no one really wanted to live in Bells Beach or like Ocean Shores or any uh, Ocean Grove, any of those kind of suburbs. It's only a recent phenomenon. They must have like the urban expansion has made them cool. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Didn't work for the Saints in Seaford. Like, I mean, I don't, like, you know, we tried that. We went down the Mornington Peninsula. didn't work for St Kilda, so I don't know. It's just Geelong. They just do everything too well. I mean, this they're trade just, and draft mur- period. Like, I mean, they are murdering the rest of the competition on that level. Basically, send them off. You know you're going to get them back in a few years and, and you're going to pay unders. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty frustrating yeah. to watch. They'll join a team where it, it, it's run like a, the Communist Party. It's just yeah. like everyone gets the same amount, yeah. no matter your age or your That's qualifications. That's Yeah, I mean... The because you can, you, I'm guessing. I don't know because I don't look up Geelong real estate, but I'm guessing you can you can buy something there and kind of set yourself up. While in Sydney, you know you can't. Uh, Tanner Bruin probably couldn't have uh, bought a place in Sydney um, off those first two years anyway. Well, it's always a uh, that's always a tell, isn't it? When uh, AFL players from interstate clubs are seen inspecting <laughs> yeah. property, gone. No, it's always like gone. gone. He's- <laughs> Straight on a big footy. I got to let someone know. Some real estate yeah. agent jumps on. I just start. Footy. Yeah, I'll just start tracking their real estate. I reckon realestate.com. We'll just get on that. 
get the club to get on that. And if as soon as that, get him out, get him out the door. So do you feel like with how close you guys got, do you feel like, you know, going back to where you are now is is an enormous task or you said soft? You said yeah, more as like far a as like, rebuild. it's not like an NBA, let's tank or a Melbourne, let's, let's, let's tank, be really bad because we need those draft picks to get those players back again. Again, do you know what I mean? Like, I think Kingsley will come in, go, all right, this list is pretty, yeah, pretty good. He's wanted to inject a lot of pace in there, and that's why we sort of gave up Taranto and Hopper and gave them up. You know, they went to Richmond, but we we we, we lost some big body mids, but we've we've been playing that contested ball game for a long time now under Leon and it's not really working. We're behind the eight ball a little bit. So Kingsley's come in and he's going like pace, 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 pace. Plus we've got some big boys anyway, you know, like Tom Green and stuff coming through. So we don't have any shortage of those in and under midfielders. It's a great time of the year, isn't it, pre-season? I'm listening to the optimism in your voice. I can hear it like the world's a oyster. Alice, I mean, look, I mean, we're all saying it. Alistair, I th- I think people are underestimating our list. People are underestimating our list. I think we're actually pretty good. If we just try a few guys in different yeah. positions, I think it wouldn't take too much. We just need – yeah, it's uh, it's the best time of the year. I mean, it, But you do look at the Giants list and go, oh, they should be better. I mean, it, it, to this year for me felt like a, a classic example of that intangible psychological thing that happens yeah. when a team just gets over its system, it gets over its coach, it gets over – happened with Ross Lyon, you know, at St- well, no, at Brisbane more than uh, – sorry, at Freo though, more than St Kilda. It happened with mm. Nathan Buckley. They're good lists. It's just that uh, we need to, a fresh set of eyes. And, and the fact that you got in Adam Kingsley I think is really – that you didn't go – for a tried and true or predictable. Like Adam Kingsley yeah. is untried but been in the system a long time. I think that's good. That's like a Craig McRae type appointment. What I liked about that in particular was that, you know, like a lot of clubs at that time, Essendon and, and North Melbourne, they were all looking for coaches and and we made that decision with Leon. We. I'm a, I'm a part of the club. Yeah. I'm a part, I'm a part of that decision-making AFL process. media award yeah, winning. Yeah, well, uh, I do have a trophy. So, you know, <laughs> make of it what you will. Yeah, exactly. King is <laughs> Hold getting the minutes. Here. I have something to say. We've got a meeting. Um, no, <laughs> no. But, you know, like we had a – we, again, we had a lot of time. <laughs> can't Alex, help it. you don't play I can't for help them. It. You're not on the Shut board. Up. Um, they, they, they had a lot of time and went through a long process. They didn't sort of scramble at the last minute and just sort of, you know, take who they could. So I was pretty happy with them doing that and then going with a new coach because I just think it's um, – also he's jacked. He's in the size of yeah. him. I just reckon yeah. that's kind of good, you know. Well, because so we've got Bevo who's not the only AFL coach yeah. going around with like <laughs> he's just jacked. Yeah, got maybe now. we looked at our main rivals, the Western Bulldogs, and went – They've got a jacked coach. We need a jacked coach. Well, he used to be an assistant at the Saints and I know that all the players loved him at St Kilda. Like mm. they always thought he was like kind of – I mean, you never know with assistant coaches. Like you, you just look at what happened to Brett Ratton this year and just Leon Cameron, you know, like who the fuck would be a coach? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. It just seems like the worst job in the world and it's so incredibly hard. And and then if like even if your team's good – People will say it's the list. It's not even you. you know? <laughs> and then if your team's bad, it's all it's all your fault. Like I did have a chat uh, very briefly to Brett Ratton at the best and fairest dinner, like a couple of weeks before he got sacked, and he just seemed tired. Like I just sort of was like, oh, geez, man. Like 
he was telling me he's going on holiday, and in my head I was like, oh, that's good. Like, you need a <laughs> You break. need a holiday. So how long before Kingsley's guns just turned to flag? Yeah. Like, how, how quickly will he age, do you think? Oh, yeah. Unless he's like Bevo. Bevo won a flag in his first two years, so I reckon that's like taking a shot at HGH. Yeah. <laughs> like, because the pressure's off, so you can still work out. You've still got time to go to the gym, whereas if you're – if your team's losing, you can't think about going to the gym and pumping your guns. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's kind of no pressure at the moment to, to deliver, I, I think, sort of a finals berth in the first year or anything like that for, for Kingsley, which is good. It's about retooling the game plan. Um, my only worry is that he's going to come in and retool it, you know, to, to sort of that Richmond mould of fast-flowing, you know, rebound football. Chaos ball. And we've sort of moved past that, like the Melbourne sort of Well, vibe. what is it? So you've only, you've only, well, I guess Geelong pioneered, they were a stop it, like a, a stop and hold the ball up and then mm. they added the quick movement this year. Is that what you reckon you're going to go more to? So just that, because you've got the skill set, you can hold teams up, you can slide, chip it around and then just wait for a fast break. Yeah, we, we have a great back line as well. It's, it's, quite, it's quite good with Sam Taylor as sort of the figurehead of it and, and Haynes and coming there. So... It's it's mostly our forward line. I think is is going to be the main problem. They'll they'll, they'll inject a lot of pace into the midfield. Mm. Like I think they'll move Lockie Ash into the midfield, and and see what he can do because he's got burst pace and and a good foot. So, it my problem is same with last year. You just go where are the goals? Who's who's kicking all the goals? Yeah, Toby Green. I I just can't see it. Like yeah, Toby Green. And if he's not playing for the first five weeks like he was <laughs> last like he wasn't last year, you go oh that's not a good start. But I think. You know, drafting Aaron Cadman's great, but it's it's probably three years away from yeah. you know having an impact. Um, and we picked up Bedford. We picked up, did you? We we, we picked him up. Yeah, I, I I went over and I said, "Hey, mate, um, come out to coffee with me, Toby. Uh, got a little proposition for you, mate. How do you like orange? Yeah, so I just don't see I don't see where the goals are coming from unless you know you know Connor Stone and Bedford." Bob up and, and start being consistent so no ch- or Jesse Hogan plays. Yeah, I was going to say no chance of Jesse Hogan like actually playing a full season. I doubt it. Too injury prone. I doubt it. I doubt that his body is there. But, you know, like he was he was good when he was playing yeah. and, 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 and really kind of means that um, Himmelberg or Riccardi can, can get off the leash and get that second defender. Yeah. Um, because those guys, they don't, they don't play well against those, those number one defenders. Well, Hogan pulls a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can just stay fitting on the park. The problem with a lot of teams that have, like, dysfunctional forward lines, including St Kilda this year, and we had Max King for the better part of the year, is that it's it's actually more about finding – rather than drawing a crowd, it's about finding space. Like, all the teams that have really good forward entries are the teams like Geelong where they somehow suck players out so that Tom Hawkins can get one out. Yeah, but you you're finding space because – Defenders are being dragged by Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. Like they're, they're worried about that their one on ones aren't going to work. So it's dragging. That's what's creating the space for the smalls to to, to move into. So it's those sort of leaders. Were, were you happy for Jezza? No, fuck no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Must have been so galling for you when you saw him put that premiership medallion on his yeah. cow. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Jeez, you never want to cross Alex Williams. My God, I had no idea. <laughs> so what about? So I guess Hopper and Taranto uh, are off the Christmas list as well. No, they're okay. I don't have a problem with them leaving. I think um, that was a club decision for them to, to to move on so that we could keep Tom Green, basically. 
I think. Um, yeah. And Finn Callahan, you're sort of going, well, we're not going to be able to pay them with the Cogs and Kellys, so you've got to pay those Callahans and, and Greens and Ashes for that next generation just to spread the cash. Now, you've been speaking on behalf of the club. Uh, mm. so well, far. I'm part of the club. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question that is specifically related to your involvement with the club, which is as a, as a supporter, because my concern with the Giants has always been if they did fall off the perch, you know, they had a little bit of momentum and, you know, some, uh, some pretty enthusi- small but loyal and enthusiastic supporters during that kind of late 20, uh, teens run. But is there a danger that you have another mediocre season that support's going to dwindle even further? Like how do you keep... How do you keep the supporter base satisfied and coming to games and growing through this very lean period? Um, online meme-based content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AFL award-winning yeah, meme award-winning content. content. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question because they, when you're not – Sydney as a, as a city just loves a winner. Like they'll just jump on – you know, you look at – Swans fans coming out of, you know, everywhere for that. But yeah. you can say the same, you know, when the Giants were making the grand final and the finals, it was packed and it was good. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a bit uh, concerning. I think even last year, all the Canberra games, they, it was packed, you know, and, and that's good. But the real problem is going like, okay, Western Sydney, how do you, how do you feel, you know, not the largest stadium, even mm. sort of once it gets to sort of twelve to 14,000 people in there, it's, it's pretty good. It yeah. feels like it's kind of rocking. So, yeah, how do you get those? How do you sell the the rebuild? And it's and it's and it's probably just, um, I don't know. I don't know. They just have to get good again, quick. Get good again. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean that's the scary thing because Sydney. You know, you think about the first fifteen, twenty years really of the Swans being in Sydney. And they had like that little burst of the Kappa era in the late 80s and then it went dead quiet in the early 90s until mm. Barras went up there, Kevin Sheedy-esque, just as a big football identity. And then Rodney Ede comes over, plugger, they make grand finals, but then it sort of withers a little yeah. bit more and then Paul Ruse comes in. So I mean, it happens with every all the biggest clubs. I mean, you look at- You've just gone through your Warwick, you've gone through your Warwick Kappa era is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, mate. And now you're in your pre-Barassi um, era. But you look at like Melbourne and, and their crowds or Port Adelaide, you know, yeah. remember the banners and stuff like, you know, so these are massive clubs and they have those down points. Obviously ours aren't going to be quite, you know, as peaky and troughy, but um, I think it's I think it's a slow build. You just slowly build. You have to stay consistent like like Sydney have and eventually it becomes a generational thing and, um, yeah, it'll it'll – Western Sydney is a huge, huge place with a massive population. Like it, it will get there. It's just things aren't built in 10 years. Yeah, and the AFL won't let you guys die. <laughs> I mean, that's the no. other thing. Just like they wouldn't let Sydney die. They'll throw whatever they need to. They'll bend the rules. They'll make sure you get, you know, Lance Franklin Mark II <laughs> when he's up for grabs. I mean, do you feel, and I've taken a lot of hate from uh, Swans fans uh, this year because I've turned a bit on the Swans. And mm. as someone who it's would, not hard to do. Okay, yeah. yeah, good. This is what I want to talk about. As an arch rival, I know the Bulldogs are your number one rivals, but as like the Battle of the Bridge rivals, do you feel like Sydney fans have changed a bit? Like the humility that once kind of was the, in their DNA has been replaced by a bit of kind of entitlement? Replaced? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember them ever having any humility. <laughs> Oh, there was, well, like, but, it was the Bloods culture. It was that whole thing. Oh, of, right, the no dickheads policy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel yeah. like, 
I don't know. I just feel like in this latest iteration of the Swans, particularly the fans, and I, look, I did go up to witness a pretty horrendous St Kilda performance. Yeah. But I just was like, oh, this is gross. Like, this is like seeing Port Adelaide play in Adelaide. <laughs> you know, like, there's, and bless them. This, and look, when I say all this, good on you. Like, you should support your team and you should be arrogant and that's how successful clubs are built. But as a loser club, as a designated representative <laughs> of a loser club who gets picked on and laughed at and sand kicked in our face, I'm like, oh, this didn't used to happen from Swan supporters. Carlton, Hawthorne, you know, Adelaide, West Coast, of course. But I, this is feels like new territory. Swan supporters have messaged me mm. to say, you've got it wrong. We're still a very kind of like, you know, down-to-earth inclusive club. I don't think you are, guys. I don't think no. you are. No. I think there's, di- there's different areas to sit at the SCG whenever I've gone to games. And it's you've got your high deck where kind of up in the stands where people are basically there um, to socialise and, and there's, there's some diehard supporters in there. But they sort of seem like they're the next generation of those, you know, they're born and bred Sydney kind of people. And then you've got your old toffs in the, in the ladies and the, and the things. But, I mean, like two years ago I was at a, at a game and, and we won sort of, in the last, you know, minute or something, Josh Kelly kicked a goal, left foot snap. <laughs> anyway, he, I, I was, you know, walking along, kind of cheering after the game, and and I, you know, I had like Swans fans like trying to rub shit on their shoe on me and Holy stuff shit. like that after the on, on oh my, my jersey. God. Like I was going, hmm, I don't know about these Swans fans. So yeah, you know, maybe a few more, um, few more social media hit pieces coming out this year. <laughs> Attack the character of the the swans. I was just I was very condescended to because I was sitting amongst a whole bunch of swan supporters on the wing on ground level, and we were playing terribly. And you know they had the game in the bag from the first five minutes. But I was just like, I don't like this condescension and this kind of like all of them turning to me and like you know, like yeah, look, gentle ribbing, but pers- gentle but persistent ribbing. I'm like, this is entitled behaviour. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I, I think um, I probably shouldn't talk. Well, is that Be- what you do? Well, because I'm you know I'm. Horrible at games. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Love goading. Love you know making up nonsense. So maybe it's just um, good people and bad people support every club. I'm just one of the bad ones at the Giants. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's also too because Sydney has a definable kind of territory. Like you go to the SCG, it's in Sydney, it's their ground. Whereas when you barrack for a Melbourne team that you know cohabitates with three, it doesn't feel like like Marvel is like it's not our stadium. Home. It's not our home. Yeah. So you sort of go in there feeling fairly kind of like safe, whereas I was just walking into the mm. into enemy enemy territory and, and I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. But, yeah, look, Swans fans, if you're listening, don't worry about me. Your club's doing fine. Yeah. You're, well, you're well administrated and well coached. Don't worry about one idiot on two guys one cup has to say. Yeah, they get a lot right and um, yeah. you know, love, to, love to destroy us on draft night as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was kind of rich seeing Swan supporters complaining about Geelong and, you know, how they're able to uh, manipulate the system to get that pick eight. And it's like, hey, dudes, remember Cola? <laughs> remember the uh, Riverina and yeah. the Academy, Next Gen Academy? Yeah, I think you're doing all right. It's some pretty, it's some pretty handy thing. I mean, they should bring Cola back and, and, and we should get another Academy actually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Academy rules, though, don't make any sense to me anymore. What's the point? Of having an academy, if you can't, of, I mean, this is classic St Kilda. There's two different types of academies, right? Yeah, but they changed the rule that used to be like, oh, if you develop a, it's like father son. You develop a, an academy kid, you get first dibs. That's how like yeah. uh, Jamara got to the Bulldogs. The very next 
year. Yeah, this is brutal. They changed the rules and St Kilda has, well, next two years, we, we, I mean, we got Mitch Owens and we got Windhager, which was good. But then this year, Cameron McKenzie, who went like number seven in the draft, and they, they moved it to like pick 40. So what I don't understand is what is the incentive for a club to run one of these next-gen academies if the player you're going to get is at best and like late second round or early third round draft pick. Yeah, there's kind of no point for like the next generation academies, um, the basically the Melbourne academies. Um, but you don't really need. Do you need them? Not really. Like I don't. I don't understand why they need them. Like I understand why you have them in Queensland and and New South Wales because it's to grow the game and, and yeah. But I other I, I think it there is is also an element of community outreach because you're sometimes um, you're bringing in people from remote areas sure. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes or backgrounds sense. where they don't, you know, they haven't been exposed to AFL. So it is, I mean, it's obviously it's all dollars and cents and it's all for the improvement of the game, but I think sure. there's also a social aspect to it as well. It's just like give St Kilda like a Jamara. <laughs> where's, our, where's our Jamara? Oh, well, we yeah. get no father's sons. Oh, and the then, father's sons are brutal. I mean, we would have drafted Sam Darcy that year and <laughs> you can't get him. You just can't well, get him. I just, I just read uh, before we jumped on that like, Nick Revolt hasn't signed on with Fox Footy next year and he's thinking about moving to the States. And I was like, it would be just so St Kilda that Nick Revolt <laughs> must – and his kid picks up like NFL instead of AFL and we don't get Nick Revolt's sons. Becomes the greatest punter in, you know, yeah, NFL exactly. history. Just six slotting them from everywhere. Be great. So did, was there a highlight of the year for you? Is there one win in particular that you're like, okay, I mean, it's been a pretty shit year, but this this gives me hope or this this makes me think that things aren't so bad? Oh, I can't quite remember what happened. Is that Adelaide game? Yeah. It, look, it was pretty – it was a pretty frustrating year. Like the first six weeks, it was just – you know, you knew that it, it was going to be really hard to recover from it. And we did that the previous year. We we started really badly and then we got motoring and came back, won a final. But then to do that, uh, again, you're like, we're, we're not getting out of this. Um, yeah. And, you, and in and some ways it's kind of good. You don't want to just limp in. Like if if you limp into the finals, you, the paper's over some cracks. Maybe you don't make as smart decisions at the trade table or draft. Well, it, this you, wouldn't, like, it wouldn't have made sense to, like, go out and – Pay for a, a forward with the, with the list that we have and and the players that we were losing. So, no, not really. I mean, it was good to see some sort of development. Like Tom Green's come into come into his own. Sam Taylor got an All Australian jacket, which you know have also been compa- we sorry we at the club have been um, campaigning <laughs> for, for for quite some time now. So so that 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 was good. Um, it was just kind of going. Oh, Harry Himmelberg going back was was great as well. That was that was good to watch. But I think. Oh, gonna... so how's that nickname? Uh, has it caught on yet? Yeah, uh, so Alex famously uh, nicknamed uh, Himmelberg the disaster. Oh, the disaster artist or the disaster? He's the disaster artist, but it's, oh it's my pretty long winded. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it was Harry Himmelberg to be fair. So it's not like too far away. Um, yeah, I think you've got. Didn't catch on. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been saying it. Yeah. No, it's all you hear when you're walking into the stadium. <laughs> oh, I wonder what disaster artist is going to do. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. Oh, hi, Mark. You know, like they're doing all that kind of stuff. You know, he'll take a, you know. Uh, so, um, Any more nicknames that you've come up with for the draftees? Oh, mate, you'd have to check out the One-Eyed Giant, which is on Twitter. No, we, I, yeah, I put most of them in that now. Um, all right. But, um, yeah, I, 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 what was a good one this year? I... Uh, 
I nicknamed Cooper Hamilton, which not a lot of people will know that the Pooper Scooper, which I thought was pretty funny. But that's about as far as I've got, to be that, honest. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know it rhymed. I went with it. He picked up a ball cleanly once. I was like, oh, that's it. You're the Pooper Scooper, mate. You're gone. <laughs> I thought you were going to call him the island or something nah, like that. Nah. No, jeez. Uh-huh. Oh my God! No wonder I can see now why you why you're not on the board. <laughs> well, award winning, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so as we um, plummet towards 2023, uh, what are your hopes? You know, two guys, one cup. Well, you know, Will and I, we do our ranking system, which is mm. top six, mm. middle six, bottom six. Yeah, the two two guys, one cup, which is basically you searching for reasons to stop supporting St Kilda. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Feels God. Like, um, where where are we landing? Um, in 2023. Oh, God. I'd say we're right on that precipice of bottom six and middle six, but I can't see us getting much higher than that, sadly. So, you know, optimistically sort of like just, you know, 10th, but, yeah, I'd say 10th to 12th. So what do you want to get out of the year then? So finals are, are, are off the table. I don't, yeah, what's probably the, what, off the table a, unless we... So what's what will be a satisfying year for you? Not in terms of wins and loss, but like development of players, yeah. like structure, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because, because all our club is structured around is player development, players drafting good players and then them getting better and that's how we get better. We're not, we're never going to be, we're not going to be able to bring in like Jeremy Cameron, you know, like we, we can't get those big name players in. We just pay our guys once they develop. So um, it'll be looking for that development from those guys. So Finn Callahan, who was, you know, number two pick, you've got Cadman, who I doubt will play much, but it'd be good to see him. Uh, Connor Stone, who, who was a high pick. So it's like all these guys that have been, sort of on and off the park, seeing them get some sort of consistent run and seeing like, you know, Lockie Ash play midfield minutes and and lock down one role rather than being thrown forward, tagging in the back line, like just getting some consistency and game plan and just Mm. a consistent ruck maybe. Be nice. Right. So you're going to bring Shane Mumford back? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I saw him, you know, coaching and training. I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to bring him back. I, I fell for that April Fool's trick this year when they said Shane Mumford's coming back. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Didn't even yeah, question bring him it. back, bring him in. Yeah, you know, why not? One game in, suspended one, one game in, you know, it's perfect. <laughs> one injured. No, hopefully Proust gets going. Well, if he doesn't, uh, he's, 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 he's got a career in comedy, uh, as we all know on this show, waiting for him. <laughs> Braden Proust, <laughs> funny man, Braden Proust. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much, I think it's just development and, you know, Whitfield to have a, a bit of a better year, maybe. Well, maybe injury free yeah. as well. I think he's been yeah. carrying. He looks for a couple sore of years. a lot. Um, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's locking down some roles for players. And Kingsley's got a good idea of you know wh- where they're going because we, we were throwing the magnets around a fair bit last year. I can see Kingsley lining up for a Alex Williams special nickname. Like it's just if you if he if if he does well this year and you develop some affection for him, what's it likely to be? Kingsley? Yeah, I think we're going down sort of a royal route early, but who knows? Who knows? Dude, that's a bit. It's a bit obvious. Maybe yeah, Elvis. it's too obvious. You know, like you're not going to get pooper scooper out of that, are you? <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It'll come to me. You know, it always. Comes. <laughs> yeah, it comes to you. It's just this, you sharing it. That, that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm actually baffled that they still let me do it. Um, yeah, mate, you're award-winning now. They can't stop you. Award-winning. Yeah, good luck. There's a bit of silverware for the cabinet. It's a bit small. But <laughs> Put it next to Cogs' three-tiered trophy. I've got to get that thing. I've got to burn it. I, I was listening to the episode that you 
the last episode you did with the Brisbane yeah, supporter, Denson. Adam, yeah. um, from Gogglebox. And I was like, I know that guy because I was at the game that he was talking about where Brent <laughs> Daniels kicked that goal in the last couple of minutes. And I was like, I was sitting right in front of him just to the side a bit in the very small cordon yeah. of giant supporters. And I remember seeing him because my mum loves Gogglebox and being like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And he was just so <laughs> serious in the game. Like he was just <laughs> staring forward and just very intently watching and he looked kind of, yeah, just, it was just intense. I sort of get up and cheer and, and yell abuse and, and, and all sorts of things, but he was just very, very serious and there was a bit of, you know, and um, <laughs> and then when he was saying on on the show that he he does at, at home he's quite animated, but at the game he's quite serious. I was like, yeah, <laughs> he was very serious because I remember when he, Brent Daniels kicked that goal, I went yeah. you know ballistic, and and I remember looking over at him and just seeing <laughs> these eyes just die, and I was like. It's like I'm watching Gogglebox <laughs> of you watching your team lose. Is that too mean? <laughs> I just needed to cut back to you and a friend sitting on a couch and say, oh, gee, he looks upset. I can see the light going out in his eyes. <laughs> Jeez, what happened to him? <laughs> guess, guess Brisbane lost. All right, Alex, thank you so much for doing this show. Um, uh, best of luck for the Giants for 2023, and I'm sure we'll hear you again. We are two guys, one car. Listener.